You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Almost Human After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Almost Human After Show. Oh, yeah. Wait for the beat to drop. Everyone loves the crystal method. Hey there, Almost Human fans. It's After Buzz TV, Matt Lieberman talking to you. We got Season 1, Episode 8 of Almost Human. You are here. Uh, joining me on the panel, as always, my fantastic panel yeah. of co-hosts. We have the wonderful and talented Miss Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. The brilliant and hilarious Mr. Ryan Hooks. Hey, Ryan Hooks here. And the freaking genius himself, Mr. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Why, thank you, Matt. You are. You, you are. Right. You flatter me. I have, I, have so, I have so much love for everyone <laughs> in this room. Uh, okay, so we got another really cool episode, which uh, was originally episode two of the entire series. The second se- episode produced. We found it. Yeah, we Yay! found it. We only have one lost episode left. Um, and as uh, Langley M. Neely, he's a friend of the show, uh, also he uh, he pointed out to us last night, he was like, I can't believe that this was out of order. This totally would have worked as a second episode. And I 100% agree. Uh, before we get into it, though, I, I would like to take uh, on a more serious note. Um, Langley has recently had... Um, uh, uh, a death in his family, and uh, our thoughts are with him. He's a big fan of the show, um, and he supports us. We support him. And um, uh, if you could just tweet him, you know, some some thoughts, some condolences at Langley M Neely. Very very nice guy. Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, Thank you for sorry. being a fan. Condolences, man. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have this. It's a it's the second episode aired as the eighth episode. Uh, now that we've had these like this back and forth, I'm not even that jarred, <laughs> but I'm just okay. Let's get on with it at this point. Well, this one was so much more jarring than any other out of order episode. The yeah. other ones like could have fallen in here, right. could have not. If we didn't know, we wouldn't have really been bothered by it. Yeah, I don't think. Like I think if you'd just been told these are in order, you wouldn't have questioned it. This one. Absolutely out of order. It was jarring to me, especially knowing that it was out of order. Like I was like, oh, wait, that's weird. No, wait, that, wait, that doesn't work. Wait, what's going on? And I just kept getting really like angry almost that it was so many of these things yeah. that they could have done it, so much earlier. It was weird to see how everybody's dynamics like took like three step backs in terms of like their character relationships. Yeah, and just the way people said things that you know are only said to establish you know character backstory right. and things yep. like that. Like, what kind of therapist says that like, sort of thing? Don't you? know that you were in an accident and they killed your girlfriend and she betrayed you. Yeah. No, don't, we didn't. You, don't know you know that? that time you lost your leg? Yeah. Do you remember that? And they gave you a fake leg. Well, she's you trying not... to get a rise out of it. I guess. But it's also, it's we're, we're back to episode one, Kenix, who has had zero good influence by Dorian. Yeah. You know, except for the fact that he's not throwing him out of a car, you know. <laughs> he, but he's still, he's he still has. still shooting Amexes in the face. Still shooting Amexes, which, since we've now seen episodes uh, one, two, and three and five, 
he like he kills an MX <laughs> in episodes <laughs> one, two, and three. Uh, in the one with two Dorians, he also killed an MX. It just sort of bothered me in this or one. Or an MX died. When he killed it, it the got MX, blasted in the it was, face. It was other DRN's fault. Right. right. <laughs> this one bothered me, though, when he shot the MX because its face, like, exploded. Yeah. But then in the other one, it just had a hole in its face. So, like, is there a certain type of gun that explodes faces and others not? Yeah. Like, there wasn't a, a continuity It's, a, it's standard there. issue. Standard <laughs> issue, face exploding rounds. Oh, okay. uh, versus regular giant hole rounds. Oh. Maybe they're, well, like, it was, phasers where you can change the setting. It like, was close up. Kennex was right there. The last one, it was like a, he was slightly further away. The criminal that shot the MX. That's true. No, I just I immediately had a thought of like <laughs> set guns to rock because rock and roll melts your face off. Face melting drum solo. Yeah. Set, set phasers to Neil Pert. <laughs> the drummer from Rush. For those of you who don't know. Um, Thank you. Thank but yeah, salesman. We... <laughs> uh, it's also a rush reference. Salesman. Oh, we're getting into it early. It has not been. It's not been five been minutes. On track. On track. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a little punchy. I'm going to apologize right off the bat. So we have this magic bullet plot uh, where. This new GPS heat-seeking thermal-whatever Motron bullet with circuitry inside can track you and can fly with, like, without a propulsion system, can figure out how to curve in midair <laughs> and kill you as long as you're above ground. Uh, really cool concept and would totally have been a great, you know, first case to jump into with this series. It's a simple enough concept that applies technology in a very, like, easy-to-understand way. And it's scary. It is scary. Because, you know, when we have this level of surveillance where already, you know, uh, any agency or anyone with enough tech savvy can triangulate your position just by using your cell phone, you know, God forbid we have all this face-tracking technology in every security camera on the planet, and all of a sudden... We are targets wherever we are. That's why I love the title, You Are Here. It's kind of taking a uh, a reference to maps and, uh, and, you know, as much as we have arrived in this series, wherever you are, so can this bullet. I mean, this be. is the, this is the natural, like, consequence of what, of the levels of detract society that we've sort of started to build. Like, everyone's concerned about the NSA and everything they can track. Well, you can't stop being out in places. You can turn off the GPS on your phone, but you have to be, exist. And yeah, there's security right. cameras everywhere. And they really like drove it home in this episode with all the different technologies. You have trackers in the bullets. You have trackers just walking into the subway. You have the facial trackers for advertising. Like yes. every the cell phone in her hand too, because she played that message on her hand. Yeah. Yep. Where it's like, okay, the cell phone, the chip is now built into your body. Which, yeah. I mean, that doesn't even seem like a technology that's too far away now. Mm-hmm. Let alone, you know, 50 years from now. So Yeah, no, she has this calm embedded in her hand. And, you know, how were these people getting this stalkerish video of her when they were extorting her husband or her boyfriend, who uh, is very quickly killed as he's, like, running through the city? And also, everyone in the city is apparently a huge dick because no one wants to help him. Why won't that dude let him Open inside that, that office building? It wasn't even, like, a big deal, like a bank or anything. It was just an office building. Right. And the guy was just kind of, kind of no. a dick. And then he had the gall to open the door afterward and be like, hey, where are you going? Why are you such a jerk? What are you banging on my door for? Yeah. Although, you really have to give this guy credit, because he 
outran that bullet for a good while. Right? A few blocks, yeah. That's like, that's some that's How some many fast people running? can say they outran a bullet for any they amount of time? They might have had to circle around the block once or twice to find yeah. a, a spot to, to park. Yeah, no, it was like valet parking. Like, it was just kind of like beep, beep, backing up. I mean, obviously, that's not how it works, but I'm a goof, so. If we're let going me do by that. like Looney Tunes. Yeah, by Looney Tunes logic, it should be able to stop. Look around, <laughs> think for a second, then change direction. But it has to have a screeching sound in yeah. it. And it. Like it scrunches up and it just kind of like looks this way, looks that way. A hand pops out, scratches its head. Oh yeah! Then zooms. Someone may or may not have been there to be like, he went that away, yeah. George, and point in both directions. Yeah, where's the big fake mustache and a sign with a big screw and a baseball on it? Yeah. We're having entirely like too much effects. fun. I'm doing random random sound effects because you're talking about random things. <laughs> Ouch! Stephen Lemieux Aww. with a with a huge zinger. zinger. He's uh, he's he's quite a Looney Tune himself. Our wonderful wonderful engineer uh, who keeps us on task. So uh, we have these terrorists who are trying arms dealers who are trying to sell this technology, apply it into a bullet, and sell it to the highest bidder. Um, and I loved, like, the way that these two looked. The guy, in particular, had this, like, Roman Polanski-esque <laughs> character face <laughs> that I was just like, ooh, iconic. I bet he, like, gets a lot of work, but not on the same show. He couldn't do the same show twice. One episode, then he's killed off. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, in this case, he, yeah, he very much was. Um, One and done. Yeah. So we have, on this side, we have this bullet. On the other side, we have John Kennex in this, like, anger management support group. And he is just, like, pitch black darkness telling this dude, I can't believe you haven't killed yourself already. <laughs> Sticks fake gun in his mouth. And it's just like, you know, uh, leave the wife, put down your dog, and stop eating peanut butter. He was like, that was his advice to this guy. I want to know what the guy's deal with peanut butter was. Well, I mean, before I rewatched it and I was like, okay, put down the dog, like, kill the dog. I was like, was his wife applying peanut butter that the dog then... Because then it's all part of one big problem. If you're not watching this, the face that Zach Wilson just made <laughs> might be a winner in the Hall of Fame. Of just like that thought never even occurred to you, and you wish that you could undo today. I know I'm I'm a devil in sheep's clothing, apparently, um, and he's still reacting. He can't shake it. He's yeah. I just you. I'm afraid that you're talking from experience. No, I just I, and I feel like you're now imagining every woman you've ever met in that position. And Not until stop. now. Well, no, I just uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, Moving on. Yeah. So uh, when he gets out of this out of this support group, who should be waiting for him? Then his brand new shiny new partner, Dory, best friend, like Who's, a puppy. Yeah. Just waiting for him at the door. How you doing, bud? <laughs> and like, I love this. Is still like eager to please Dorian. Dorian, who's still happy to be alive and awake, who uh, is just trying to little by little chip through the uh, stony uh, exterior of one detective, John Kennex. And uh, I love uh, I love their their interplay together in this episode. I don't see why this couldn't have been the second episode because it's very clean. You know, they get to the scene of the crime. Uh, Dorian immediately. Uh, is looking at all the evidence. The MX comes up with this outlandish but still plausible theory. And, uh, 0.004% <laughs> probable. Yeah. 
and uh, and Dorian's like, actually, there's there's you're missing some evidence. There's no way it could have ricocheted, but there is this also other thing, and the MX is just such a snooty snoot. <laughs> and then uh, you Kenix, are inferior. Yeah, Kenix blows his head off, and this kind of goes back to all the all the racism and classism allegory that's so rich in this show, where. Uh, MXs consider themselves above DRNs. He kept saying this thing is uh, inferior. It's uh, it's obsolete, and you're listening to it over me. You're obviously insane. It was interesting that it had a sense of pride. Yeah, you wouldn't think yeah. like the MX is so computerized, so mechanical would like seem to have yeah. emotions. For a robot, it sounded pretty arrogant pretty and pretty full of itself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that that was probably part of the programming. You know, like let's have uh, let's have cops. Who have some level of self-respect and aggression, and you know trust their instincts, but you know they have to maintain authority. If it was a if it was like a civilian talking down to this MX, of course that's how it would react. It's not necessarily connected to feelings, though. I think it's just it's it has a disdain for DRNs, which you know Kenix he still has this attitude of oh no I blew its head off because it was annoying me I would trade it in the same way same way I would with a with a broken toaster or something like that and because it's a robot and he hates the robots right <laughs> and, several hundred thousand dollar toaster <laughs> yeah so we still have Dorian trying to get out from under that position in Kenix's mm-hmm. mind and it's so weird to be talking about this knowing that Kenix does evolve and that his position does start to change and that he becomes a better person it's weird to see him this callous again agreed yeah, yeah it he's, w- he's always been rough around the edges but there was there was stuff in this episode where it was very grating yeah, to like, sit there dude, and watch like however many episodes in right like, but it would have made sense second episode and yeah. the second episode even yeah. like three or four in like I could I liked the gruffness I liked the like headbutting between him and Dorian the only thing that I could think the reason that they moved it this far is yeah. that they needed to spread out the stuff about in syndicate that we're gonna get more of it soon right. and they needed to remind us now because I think we might get it in like two episodes, three episodes from now. So they needed to bring it back up so that we didn't completely forget something that has barely been mentioned since the pilot. Yeah, That's pr- actually probably a good call. Because we have this character of Raynert, who we haven't seen since the pilot, yep. um, who I'm sure many folks at home were like, who's that guy again? He looks kind of familiar. What did he do? Um, but he's he's an in-syndicate guy. He was part of the plot in the, in the pilot trying to take over the police station, break in and kill everybody, the Lawn Red and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They were trying to steal something from the vault. Mm -hmm. We completely forgot the vault existed. And wasn't it a person? At the very end of the episode, they went in and showed a person in a box, like maybe an android of sorts? Yeah, it was a part of an android. Yeah. It was like a whole big thing. (laughs) And we haven't seen hide nor hair of any of it since the pilot. So yeah, maybe the, they kept this episode on ice so that we would have some kind of primer because w- if we're eight episodes in, there's five episodes left. We've got one lost episode and then four episodes, which at least two of them have to deal with in Syndicate. I mean, a, a, am I wrong? I imagine no. the second and the last episodes of the season, probably. Yeah. Um, so what? We're missing episode four, and then when we come back, we get episodes uh, nine, ten, eleven, or uh, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Uh, we saw episode nine as episode seven. Oi! <laughs> I wonder if it was also. I wonder if it was a ploy on the writer's part and the producer's part, maybe, to bring us back up to get fans back watching again now. 
to because we still haven't gotten word if the show's renewed yet. Sure. And I think I wonder if there's concern. It's in, it's entirely possible. I know that I'm concerned. Like I think it's it's popular enough at the very least. Right. You know, it's popular on Hulu. This podcast is popular. Thank you, fans. Thank you, fans. Um, I would say that the show is popular enough that it's not it's not any kind of a failure. I don't. I wouldn't. Absolutely I wouldn't say not. that at no. all. It's getting about six and a half million a week, which is decent. Yeah. The the but not for a special effects heavy show. Right. Because of the cost. Right. That's so true. And Fox. It's a waiting. When thing. when Fox decides they're going to pull the plug on something, they'll pull the plug on it. They won't hesitate. Yeah. So that's. I, Unfortunate. I have to imagine that the decision about whether or not this show gets a second season is going to come in based on what their pilots look like at the end of pilot season. Well, Pi- Fox just said no more pilot season. No more pilot season? Fox is not going to do a traditional pilot season. So anymore. they're not... Oh, wow. So then I have no idea. <laughs> I assume that for for the show to be up and running in time, uh, that they need to give them a decision by May... Um, so that Around they can then, get yeah. to work. So hopefully we'll find out sooner rather than later. But I'm uh, biting my nails just a little bit. We're all keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah. We like the show. We like the show and we want to see more of it. Um, and on that note, I just want to talk really quickly about iTunes. Uh, folks, thank you so much uh, to thank everyone you. who supports the show, who downloads the show. We love doing it. We love talking about Almost Human as almost as much as you love listening to us talk about Almost Human. <laughs> almost. Maybe more. I don't. I can't really quantify the two because, frankly, we've never met. Uh, but here's the deal, folks. We need your support. This is a free podcast. You get to download it for free and listen to it or watch it on any of your devices that you ever could possibly want. I'm sure you could hack a Neo Geo Pocket Color and watch this show on it, or at the very least, listen. Text uh, instrument calculator, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, a TI-83 Plus Silver Edition? Absolutely. You probably could get away with it if you could expand the memory just enough. You could plug it in, the USB. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, we don't get paid. We We do this out of the goodness of our heart. If you like this show, what could you do to support us? Here's the deal. Go to iTunes, slap the do show it. with a five-star rating or whatever rating you feel is fair. Uh, give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. What do you like about the show? Who on on our panel has the best ideas? Who has the worst ideas? What is the worst joke I've ever made? <laughs> should there be more Dorian uh, dick humor? Should there be less? What should be expunged? We need your feedback to do so. A big thanks to all the 25, I think, 25 people who have reviewed this show. Let, let me say something, folks. I do a lot of shows on this network. Anyone who listens to anything on this network <laughs> knows I do a lot of shows on this network. Uh, we can do better. I believe in you, and we need your support. I want to give a big shout-out to, uh, uh, I think it was Manga Rock, uh, who tweeted at us, and actually, or not tweeted at us, uh, reviewed us on iTunes and had an awesome question that I wanted to bring up with everybody. Yes. Something um, about the wall, right? Yeah. So, in a bunch of episodes, they've made references to the wall. Stay mm-hmm. on this side of the wall. In this episode, they they talked about the wall again, and she was basically asking like like what is this wall? And I have to believe that as hard as it is to police uh the district that they're in in this city, I have to imagine the wall is barring the city from the rest of the world. The, the borders. Well, if you look in the pilot, and I think we talked about this yes. on the first podcast, yeah. um, there was this really quick shot that I was just, just all about. I loved it. Because you could see the wall, and it was clearly divided 
into two, the city was divided into two sections. One was very brightly lit, very city of the future, and one was very dim, dark, like yeah. modern day Chicago or New York or whatever. All the like warehousey districts that all the criminals wind up hiding in, exactly. and also Rudy's place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just in the corner. Yeah, I have to imagine that his next door neighbors are both criminals. Right? Probably. Probably. He looks like he would live in a neighborhood that deals in a lot of drugs. Well, no, it's just like that That exterior of his place also looks like the exterior of the place in the bends at the top of the episode where the guy got killed, the undercover cop, and like the exterior of every other place <laughs> that has appeared on this show and Fringe because they both shoot I in keep Canada. imagining in like the back alley behind the police station. <laughs> oh, that they like, just walk out of like the police by station? By the dumpsters or whatever. There's yeah. like a secret oh. entrance by the dumpsters. Exactly. That's... Then why have we never to... seen Rudy like scuttle into the police station for coffee? But he's so accessible. Like they yeah. just like wa- they go out of a meeting and wander into Rudy's <laughs> place. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I, I did like in this episode the little Rudy reference, even though it's out of place. What he was talking about going undercover and would there be sex prostitutes and sex a- prostitutes, <laughs> yes. as opposed box. to sex food box. prostitutes <laughs> or yes. book prostitutes. Some guys just want to talk. Man. Yeah. Some guys just like want to write on on paper with a pen. Some guys just want that real interaction. That so, was a and great. Some girls have all the fun. Aww. Yeah. That How was the passion. <laughs> the pen was a great moment, though. It yeah. really like showed again, like a great way to establish this series. Eight episodes in, um, <laughs> with bad. like that, pe- that pens are outdated. That like that is a weird concept that she couldn't believe some loser wrote a <laughs> note in pen and ink. Yeah, um, but How it's great. Archaic. <laughs> uh. You're almost out of ink. I wonder if that pen still works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's probably but, dried out. But no, and it was kind of funny because she was talking about it like he chiseled it in granite or something. Like it was something <laughs> that old. Mm-hmm. But um, but at the same time, really endearing. And I'm everything. totally going to be a grandpa with a pen and like a little moleskin that I walk around with. And they're like, Grandpa, what are you doing with that? Oh, you don't know, you kids. <laughs> oh, you but kids. Grandpa, how are you going to connect it to the thought web? <laughs> it's just going to be here on paper. You're so weird. Jesus. And I'm going to start <laughs> babbling about EMPs yeah. and the data being erased. Grandpa, and... you should just get a cerebellus procedure already. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so this is what all the cool kids are doing. You're so Everybody annoying. Everybody has one. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, speaking of the cerebellus, they, did, they went into more, like, mind procedures that they have in the future. They yeah. have eternal scrubbing. sunshine. Eternal scrubbing. sunshine, yeah. yeah. Scrubbing Which, your brain. And you're not one of those anti-scrubbers, are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Which was, like, just this polarizing, it's a polarizing part of this society. Like, there's just, like, it's totally... It's so accepted that to be against it is weird. Yeah. Right. No, it, it would make him as old-fashioned as her boyfriend's use of pen and paper. Um, just kind of like wh- like how we feel about like hipsters who still use typewriters and like stuff like that. Well, that's just crazy. Yeah, those hipsters. <laughs> it's not crazy. It's like There's wearing some, a stocking cap in the summertime. I just don't well, get it. It's just hard because if you, if you make a mistake, you have to go and get white out. Yeah. And also, Ryan, if you wear black jeans and a white shirt and then you wear a black stocking cap, that completes the look. <laughs> but okay? it's 80 degrees. You don't need a stocking cap. <laughs> You do Take it off. if you care about fashion, Ryan. On topic. On topic. On topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but um, on the the plus side of having um, you know this episode in this part is that <laughs> Kenex finally gave Detective Stahl his number. Well, yeah, that was like uh, my favorite part of the episode. I think if uh, if he had given that to her in episode two, you know, if this had aired in order, we'd be like wondering why hasn't she called. <laughs> 
Well, and also, yeah, why is Dorian telling him, hey, man, you got to make a move on Detective Stahl when he already did? Yeah. He put himself out there. and Aww, kinda, oh. buddy. <laughs> on the website. Isn't it a little soon for him to be putting himself out there? I mean, well, we didn't see the number. Who knows what's, knows what's on that's there? That's true. He I might have just written hi. Yeah, I didn't know that it was his number. I thought it was like a thank you message, like thank it you for the been. energy yeah. chew. You know what? I just made an assumption that it was his number. Okay. So it, we don't know what he wrote. We don't know what he wrote. But well, I assumed it was his number. I'm just going to assume it's his number. So well, this episode is basically lost in translation, <laughs> except it's androids instead of Asian people. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of stall, yes, um, something. It was a quick throw. Yeah. Line that I really just need. We need to bring up um, Detective Paul or Richard or whatever his Richard name Paul. is. Detective Richard Paul. D bag for sure. Overly confusing. Detective D bag. We're just gonna keep calling Detective, Detective D bag. You just you claimed a second name and now you lost Paul. Even though I gave it to you last week for being nice. You're he, back to Detective D bag. He gave D-bag. it to you freely, Detective D bag. But anyway. He bring he's just like oh my parents couldn't afford to make me that attractive and they like basically make a crack that Stahl is bioengineered to be more attractive. She's a enhanced person. I mean that yes, is like Minka Kelly maybe. Well, maybe. well no, but this is an interesting point. Let's talk about it. So it kind of reframes who she is to know that she's genetically engineered or at the very least genetically enhanced, um, either to be smarter or more beautiful or. I, I couldn't. I couldn't discern from that scene whether or not you know she was playing it off because she was, or she was playing it off because she wasn't. She's just her parents are rich. She comes from a nice background. When you're the spawn of an Aerosmith guitar player, you're genetically enhanced. <laughs> is she the spawn of an of an Aerosmith guitar? Mika Kelly is her dad was an Aerosmith. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we can look it up. Yeah, you can look it up. Maybe you can well, look it up before you bring it onto my show. I'll leave it at the door. Anyway. Well, but that's a, that's a huge part of society if that's like a real thing. Yeah. You know, and just it's like a, making a joke. It's amazing yeah. that we haven't explored it yet. Yeah. yeah, and it, it was really weird to find out about that, you know, this far into the series. It was like, wait, what? Like, I did a double take at the TV. I was like, what? She's been genetically enhanced, yeah, and this like is how? the first time we're talking about it? <laughs> yeah, she's not the one who flipped that van. It's not like she has super strength or any kind of crazy powers. Not yet. I guess. That we know of. She doesn't leave the office. That's true. Maybe but they a- don't let her leave the office because there was an incident last time. Maybe. <laughs> Too many people Remember died. the Christmas party. Yeah. They had too many eggnogs and then... Well, last time she left, she got kidnapped yeah. and held hostage. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's here's what I think also, right? She comes from money that put makes her that much more different from Detective Kennex. Uh, and it's another true. obstacle kind of in their in their relationship. Well, that it's, and most cops are, you know, they're blue collar. Yeah. So and why to should have somebody, cop? you know, coming from a wealthy family who would choose to be a cop when you she, know they you know they do great work, but they don't exactly get paid all that much. Maybe she's embarrassed of her background. Maybe she's you know she's ashamed of her parents' immense wealth because the way it looks like in this in this uh, society, you know the disparity economically has gone gotten even worse than it is now so if her parents are very wealthy then that's you know kind of it feels almost criminal because so many people have very very little in this version of the future but she might be able to prove something as well where you know Mm -hmm. hey i come from money but i'm still doing this and helping people and doing the right thing which could make her 
more approachable, more genuine, you know, someone that we like to yeah. get to. It makes me want to know even more about her because it's like, why are you here? Where did you come from? Like, what, you know, what is your motivation for being a cop? We're getting more backstory on Stahl, which we have not gotten to this point. Which is great. Little. And I was hoping that, you know, we'd get more this week once I realized we were getting some, any at all, because we still don't really have that much. Um, but, you know, we have to think about this episode in terms of this is, this was intended to help set up the world and the characters. So, of course, we're getting more of these character answers and we're learning the rules of the world really late <laughs> into the game. <laughs> Yeah, that there are, you know, um, genetically enhanced people running around out there, uh, that MX is very firmly believe that Dorian is beneath them. He's, they're not like ignoring him or just thinking of him as another machine. He is less than them. And one other thing that I thought was very interesting with just in regards to DRNs is when, when, uh, they're in the advertising. Yeah. Uh, company or whatever. The, the, they're Ad advertisements. Yeah. They, they to advertise the to, uh, to Dorian. To, yeah. Like DRN number 130, whatever he was. Um, it's a very minority report. Yeah. But not just that they were advertising, but they were advertising to a DRN. And my and first thought was can DRNs have money? Are they allowed like, to buy if, things? If they're, yeah. But if they're like, advertising, that implies that they can purchase something or yeah. that they have influence in some or that way. That they get wages. Or that yeah. it's so human like that the computer thought that it was a person and advertised to it. Well, no, but it knew he was a DRN. It called yeah, him it by his, his like, serial number. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could also be that it detects your DNA um, and is able to pull up records based on that. So it could have just been the name, but I far prefer what you're alleging. Well, they say, if you look, at, if you look, there was like an ad for like new eyes, like a new type of eye that, thing that they were advertising. Mm-hmm. Like very specific, they were advertising yeah. DRN parts to yeah. Dorian. Which is a very interesting segment of this culture. I'm wondering what happened to all these people who were dealing um, parts and supplies and trinkets specifically to the Android market, who then, when these personality-based androids were outlawed, who then suddenly had nothing and became desperate and then became criminals. Well, I imagine they're still supplying parts for the MXs and stuff. Just to humans. Or Google bought them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, where is Google in We're going to find out the MX is run on Android. Yeah. I wonder, I know this Which is, version? I'm not even going <laughs> to, I shouldn't even say this because it's just dumb, but I'm like, what if in Syndicate is Apple in the future? And I'm, yeah, exactly. That's, it might be the dumbest train of thought I've ever had. Steve Jobs is back. Yeah, Android Steve Jobs. Let's do that. Let's do that episode. Oh my I've maintained for years that Google will become Skynet. Okay, how many years have you maintained that? Two. I, maybe. I guess that is multiple years, so we'll give that to you. I would you. be sorely disappointed in them because part of their philosophy, like their company philosophy, is don't be evil. So shame on you, well, Google, nobody if you become. Nobody intends to make Skynet. <laughs> I mean, it just happens. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's talk. Let's talk more in the plot of this episode. Um, we have this grieving woman and her daughter, and uh, she's about to be eliminated, so that there are no witnesses to this crime, and that no evidence can be linked back to these arms dealers. Uh, and they put her in a safe house underground. Of course, she runs away. Why? We don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, she's trying to keep her daughter safe. And it's it's a race against time to help save her. Uh, Dorian takes the bullet for her at the last second mm-hmm. and starts speaking, I think, Chinese. It was uh, Korean. Yeah, Korean. Korean. 
Which, well, according to uh, some tweets that Michael Ealy retweeted, he was speaking very good Korean. Oh. It's, did he speak Korean before the show, or did he have a linguist, a coach? I, I, I'm sure he had a coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I don't know. Good for him. It was it, it sounded yes. very fluent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. And, and the authentic. girl's name is Kira, by the way. Kira. Kira Larson. Oh, poor Kira. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. Kira. And her, and her daughter Amy. I paused <laughs> it on the scene when they showed her driver's license. Yeah. K I R. Yeah. Zach Ryan paused it. Did Duh. you pause <laughs> it? Did you pause it? I just listened. You could have paused <laughs> it, and then you wouldn't know. Okay, but you don't. Do you? Did anyone catch after he got shot when he was getting scanned to make sure that he was okay that the scanning robot afterwards was like, hugs, not drugs? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very what? weird. So it was really weird. I was like, yeah. why did they tell him hugs, not drugs? Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a PSA bot as well as a scan bot. Yeah. Public scanning announcement. You know. <laughs> but a boom. Maybe that's why the DRNs were commissioned. They just had a problem. Yeah, maybe they all developed <laughs> consummate consummate drug problems. <laughs> well, I mean, if hey, if they're supposed to be very human-like, humans are susceptible to drugs. It's a big deal. It's a big problem in this country. Well, it could be like Futurama. They get whacked out on electricity. Yeah. What if he overcharges and then reduces the strength of his ba- battery? And that's a permanent, that's permanent damage to that battery. That's why you shouldn't pl- keep your phone plugged in or your computer after it's already at 100%. My Android tells me to unplug it. It says, <laughs> unplug me. Unplug now, 100%. Droid. <laughs> so speaking of the, the syndicates and such, how many factions have we had in the show that have been different, like, revolutionary groups? Like, this one's Revolution Now is the group this week. Yeah. Anyway, we have in Syndicate. Uh, we had the the episode where they're in the stairwell the whole time and there was a group there. Well, they were just thieves. They were thieves that uh, were pretending but, to be another but there, group. there was a faction that they talked about even if they weren't. So right. there is this group available. Well, I mean, imagine in a world where already we have a problem where everybody has a voice regardless of whether or not they should have a voice. <laughs> True. Um, but so, like... In that world where you can find, I should not so have a voice. Are famous. <laughs> yeah, look at where we are right now. I should not uh, have a voice. <laughs> nope. But where you can get anybody that has a view can find the other people that share that view, even if it's just like a collective of like fifteen people. That can be enough to start a violent revolution. Yes. And so you could have hundreds of, or if not thousands, of different revolutionary factions that have come to prominence. Well, I mean, look look globally right now. I mean, I would say America is, you know, as even though we have a lot of political freedom, there isn't as much radicalism here as if you look uh, overseas in Europe. There's a lot of radical uh, revolutionary factions. You look at what happened in Egypt and all across Asia and Africa and the Middle East. There's a lot of unrest and people are more organized now than they have ever been. So you add 35 years onto that and a hell of a lot of economic strife, you better believe there's going to be a lot of revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very good point, Zach. Well, um, so yeah, these, these arms dealers, we got revolutionaries. Uh, we have, we have these fancy bullets which like kind of look Almost like a, a sonic screwdriver. Um, yeah. Zach's got his sonic screwdriver pen. Yes, I do. Um, Old fashioned, I still carry a pen. Yes. Me too. I don't, because I'm in the future. I have an iPhone. This is good. This is better than a pen. I have I both. Think so. Till your, your memory freezes and wipes out. Till my memory freezes and wipes out, and then I'll just no. get a new one. Yeah. Dude, what are you, anti-scrubbing? A little bit. Are you an anti-scrubber? <sighs> You're one of those guys. Well, yeah. that was something she, re- like, 
whether it's Kara or Kira, she Kira. ran to get scrubbed. Like, she saw it as a solution right. to her problem. Which she was like, they'll, so... they'll watch me get scrubbed, and then they'll let me live. Wrong. That is so short-sighted. But that's such a... I mean, that's the problem just... with having some kind of memory eraser. And this is technology that is very close to being real right now. Yeah. There have been some huge advancements in memory erasing. Uh, like... It's, that's so it's, bad. That's it's maybe five, ten years out. Right. It's like a computer reading. Yeah, but that's <laughs> but that's exactly the problem. Like that's not the way to deal with your problem. No. It's like you you're gonna they're gonna end up making the same mistakes again if you scrub out. Yeah, the what? lessons that you learn. Yeah, yeah, and the beautiful memories like getting that phone number on a piece of paper and tearing it up and having him say, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to change your mind. Yeah, she would have had to get rid of all the memories of her boyfriend for this to work. And so, yeah, that, you know, she, in her mind, she would have been safe. But no, that's not how that works. They they would have killed her anyway. (laughs) And she wouldn't know why. Yeah. No. Who knows when you're going to have some crazy eternal sunshine journey where you rediscover what you forgot. (laughs) Sure. Who knows? <laughs> well, no. They, I'm sure in the future you can just plan them. You know, like that'll be your spring break. <laughs> it's like the game. Here we are. Like, yeah, getting all terrorist on us. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got to talk about this episode? I, I, I think I think we've covered a lot of the bases here. I, I think our our big our big position is um, all right. So we've invested in the series. We love these people. We want to know more. We love everything the show's giving it to us. Now let's uh, let's move the plot forward, shall we? Yeah, let's get actually back to Insyndicate instead of just bringing it back up. Let's yeah. get back to the stall relationship romance flirtation. <laughs> yes, let's all right. Let's get back to punching P- Detective D-Bag in the face. <laughs> I love that. Which is that. always great. Always great. Let's go to predictions. Uh. And now, you're yeah, at Buzz TV Predictions. Even creepier. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like it's like when you cover your ears and you go, you hit them over and over. Exactly what Ryan was doing. <laughs> yes, just like that. Did you guys see the uh, the, the preview? Trailer? Yeah, I, I, I watched it on yeah. Hulu Plus. I oh man, so, yeah. next week's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be good. Break Let, it down for us. Yeah. So we get a little preview that we're gonna meet Doctor Doctor Nigel. Yeah, Nigel. Oh, the creator of the DRN. Yeah. So Dorian's dad. Daddy nice. issues time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, and there's also a homicidal android. Well, he created the Doctor Nigel Daddy guy uh, created some kind of really bad, out of control female. It's like the female Wolverine. <gasps> Cool. Yeah, she's really hot. She's walking around in yeah. lingerie at one point. It's the female Wolverine. Ryan know? and Zach are just in heaven. Right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And, and, and please, Doctor Dr. Nigel Daddy Goodfella is my father. There's, <laughs> call me Barry. There's only one way to stop her, though. What and, is it? And Kenix is going to have to stab her in the back of the neck with some kind of big needle contraption like a giant thing. EpiPen. Okay, I totally thought you were going to be like, there's only one way to stop her. Dorian has to stop <laughs> Her and but. give her a sexually transmitted cube computer virus. No. Okay. But the problem is, isn't there a break right now? Are we about to go to a three week break? Are we Are about we? to go on a three week break? They said when we return in three weeks at the end. I didn't see this uh, promo no. again. I blinked. So that is such a huge bummer. That is a huge bummer. I hope that's not true. All right. Well, then let me let me make a, a, an, a, an appeal to our loving fans here. 
we as fans of a TV show, especially a sci-fi show, especially a sci-fi show on Fox, it is our responsibility absolutely to make sure that when the show comes back in three weeks, there is no drop-off in the ratings. Okay? This show must go on, and that requires our support. Watch it live. Watch it legally. Don't download it on a torrent site. Watch it on Hulu. Watch it on your DVR. Those ratings count, too. Yes. Set your DVRs now for the next time. Record the series. If you live in a flyover (laughs) state, you or your friend may have a Nielsen box. And for only one hour a day, almost human can return. Yes. So give one hour of your day. Find your friends, your neighbors, even your foes with a Nielsen box. And set their televisions to Fox Mondays at 8 p.m. For just one hour of your time, you could help save a DRN. For just one hour of your time, you can travel a Dorian in your heart. Okay. Dorians? Um, we're going, we don't need Dorians. Yeah. Wait. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. And I'm going to start it this week. Go, New hashtag. Dorian sized fun. Yeah! So tweet at us with okay, the hashtag Dorian sized fun. Yeah, uh, any other predictions? I think, okay, we're meeting Dorian's dad, and. Uh, I think we're gonna find out about the, Dorian, the DRN's decommissioning. Yes, Go. or at least get a big clue. Megan? DRN fight! Zach, anything else? <laughs> uh, Dorian gets turned on by a sexy robot lady. Nice, okay. So Zach Wilson. Megan, where can the people find you? The Manguin on Twitter. That's T H E M E U. I'm sorry, M E N G U I N. I'm also on the Agents of Shield podcast, and I will be on the Sherlock podcast. Yes, she uh, will. Snap. Uh, Ryan Hooks. We're going to be at Ryan you. Hooks 92 at Twitter, Instagram, Yahoo, and Snapchat. Also, we're starting Intelligence podcast this week for the brand new show. Oh, snap! Intelligence, yes, and Revolutions. Both S- on Wednesdays. Send him weird Snapchats, Zach <laughs> Wilson. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson, and you can also catch me on the Grim After Show, the uh, Helix After Show with Matt Lieberman, yeah, and uh, now Archer and Chosen. Ooh, Chosen. how is Chosen? Ooh. Starting Black Sales. Interesting. Season. Okay. <laughs> Hey, good, good to know. All right, folks, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. I'm everywhere here on AfterBuzz TV. I'm just going to throw out a few of the names and just, yeah. Uh, so Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Sleepy Hollow, only two episodes left. We got Cougar Town later tonight. Uh, we got Justified, I'm doing. We got Betas, great show. If you haven't seen it, you can get a free month of Amazon Prime at Amazon.com slash free month. Check that out. Uh, all kinds of great stuff. We will see you in three weeks. Good night, good night. We love you. Later. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.